Tonight's Naylor profile, it's an opposition profile. It's one of my good friends in the broadcasting business, the voice of the Reading Royals, David Fine. And David, it's been a really nice start to the season for the Royals after the first missed playoff appearance in just about a decade. What do you see differently at the start of this year compared to how last season went? It's sort of interesting, DJ, because right at the end of last year, you saw what the Royals are now. Uh, the Royals went on a six-game winning streak and an eight-game point streak to end the regular season. So from Redding's perspective, if they went on an eight-game point streak, six-game winning streak, and now they're nine, four, and two entering tonight, it's just been a lot of domination and shot totals. You see the Royals often out shooting their opponents. They've done it 10 of 15 times this year. Um, in one period this year, they outshot Adirondack 25 to four, which set a franchise record for shot differential in a period. Um, Kirk McDonald's gotten a little bit of a better grasp, I think, in end of his second year into his third year about when to push and when to sort of back off a little bit. He's a really intense guy, as we've seen in this season series before. Uh, cough, cough, November 2017. So, um, you know, anyway, it's it's just been a really uh, a good start for the Royals and the first time they've been first place in the league this late in the season and since the championship year, which is 2013. You mentioned the intensity, and that's something that you and I have joked around with a little bit in the last couple of seasons where it's been since December of 2017 since players dropped the gloves in this season series. And even though I'm the wheeling guy, maybe it may seem like I'm going to point a finger a little bit here, but yeah. the Royals, three years in a row with the fewest penalty minutes in the league. What do you attribute to that? Yeah, I think it's just they want to stay out of the box, and it's like they're they're not going to... When you have a fighting major, then it gets a little testy. It can be a little testy afterwards, and there might be some more stick work, let's say, and other things that play in, and I just think uh, Kirk McDonald has not really valued players that bring the fist element, but this season what we've seen is some of the guys are more willing to hit, and the North Division style really doesn't lend itself to a lot of fighting. Not a lot of teams in the North have, like, enforcers. Yannick Turcotte and Worcester might be, like, the only pest enforcer guy, so um, it's just not in the Royals' style, and, you know, even under Larry Corville, near the end of Larry's tenure, there were not a lot of penalties or fighting majors here at all, so it's just the last five years, it sort of hasn't been the element. I agree with you, though. The reason why there haven't been fights is because of the Royals, though. It's definitely <laughs> a higher Royals percentage of why 18 straight now. There haven't, hasn't been a fight. Looking at the construction of this roster, there's certainly been affiliation help. We're going to see your flyer goaltender, Kirill Ustamenko, tonight. We've already seen him before. You got Eric Knodel from Lehigh Valley. Thank you very much, I guess you guys could say. But you also made some trades yourselves, bringing in a guy like a Ralph Kademi from the Wichita Thunder, who the points speak for themselves in the early going, second in the league in that category. How do you see how this roster came to shape, and did you see it being as electric as it has been this early? Yeah, and it's funny, though, because the goal differential is zero, so it's like the electricity has been due to the one-goal wins. The Royals have six one-goal wins this year, and all of last year they had, oh, six one-goal wins. All of the six wins this year have been in regulation by one goal, and uh, coincidentally, the last three wins have not been by a goal, as it's been just a touch more lopsided here or there, but it's a late coming together roster, DJ. Ralph Kademi was a September acquisition. Garrett Mitchell was a first week of October edition, and he's just a, you know, he's a tremendous leader and a tremendous human being. Um, knows where to push the buttons the right way. Pascal LeBaire scored the game-winning goal yesterday against up and Adirondack, and he's been more physical, I think, than people expected, and a, a former 
second round pick trying to find his way. Eric Canodal had points in 13 straight games against the Nailers up until oh the first two games of this series where the Nailers uh, stopped him but he put up another point last night he's up to 10 on the season and it's like the quietest 10 points ever in 15 games for a solid defenseman so kind of a late coming together roster versus in this division Newfoundland has all the fly, uh, the Maple Leafs contracts so they practice together in oh Maple Leafs camp Marley's camp and with the gra- and with Growlers so whereas the Royals in this division are a very late coming together roster the top dogs which are clearly still the Growlers uh, no pun intended um, had practiced for a lot longer together than Reading. Yeah, I was going to say, let's take a look at the North Division because you've seen, I think, everybody but Brampton maybe in the early going. So you've got Maine, Adirondack, and Worcester, who you all saw this week, and then the defending champion Growlers. From our division, you've seen us, you see Toledo later on this month. Is there an identity to this North Division, or like you said, Newfoundland's still the top dogs? Yeah, Newfoundland's still the best team on paper, I think, without a doubt. Um, Maine is still trying to figure it out. They have a lot of returning players. Riley Armstrong, whom you guys are familiar with, still trying to figure it out in his second season. Going to you know, maybe take half the year or so, and uh, maybe some call-ups or send-downs will help those guys. Uh, Newfoundland's the best team on paper. Adirondack still comes back in the third period, it seems like, every game, and they have the best home ice advantage in the division. I mean, it's not even w- without question. You guys know that from when you were in this division. Adirondack, when Cool Ensuring Arena gets going, is just it's a special place. Um, Brampton's still the annoying ones that always pokes you for wins here and there and gets three points every weekend it seems. Uh, Worcester doesn't score. <laughs> That's about it. Now you know. <laughs> there you go. One of my favorite questions to ask guys, especially when you start to see a team over and over, what do you like about this Wheeling team now that you've seen them three games and maybe if there's an area that you don't like that they need to shore up to be able to be a playoff team in the Central? Well, I think for Wheeling, they got to win a road game, right? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, but besides that, uh, I really like the speed up front. Miles Powell is really good, and he's really fast. If there's a comparison that even comes close to, I don't know if there is one on the Royal speed-wise that comes close. Um, Christopher Brown, I don't know if you noticed this, he's got those two goals against the Royals. He's only taken two shots, so he's two for two shooting. So uh, Chris is a guy who I remember from the USHL with the Tri-City Storm. He was a really good player there. Um, Ryan Scarfo, of course, comes from Wilkes and he had a really good year last year as a rookie and I think he's a guy that I I hope for the nailers and his player progression sake can make his way you know maybe put up a few more goals and get some playmaking you know assists there and I think he'll be back up in Wilkesbury right away um, Jordan Ruby has kind of been a thorn in the Royal side up until last uh, game when he gave up the six Ruby's been really good historically against the Royals and then Dorio is two and0 against him this year so I think the goaltending's there and maybe just sort of share up the a little bit here and there, get some guys back healthy, that's going to be big, and then um, there's all these former Royals guys on the Nailers too, so when you get to see Steve Johnson, Cam Heath, and even Nick Minerva here or there, it's kind of a good day to hang out with the Nailers. Three games in the last couple of weeks, we won't see you again until January, you don't come to our place again until February, but David, it's always great to see you and catch up with you and have a chat and talk Nailers Royals to our fans. Yeah, i got to ask one question for you, uh, when you're here before, like the day of a game, if you have a few hours, where do you go in downtown Reading? Where's the place you get a bite to eat? The peanut bar. All right, that works for me. So you answered correctly. I'll let you pass and end the interview now. <laughs> All right, Piner, good job as always. This has been the Intermission Report and our profile segment. Out of town scores and third period action next on the Nailers Broadcast Network.